Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yesterday, Phoebe and I were, <laughs> Phoebe and I were, uh, were sitting in the room that I'm using as my office right now. We were talking about like money stuff and all the stuff that I have to, yeah, with like a bunch of like loose ends you have to tie up. Something I'm very bad at doing is invoicing clients. Oh, Oh, I know. I am <laughs> I'm... so, I just don't do it. And it's like, I don't know what, I need to speak this into existence. Yeah. And like. Patrick. I, I... <laughs> Can I say something to you? Yes. You want to be know. a successful salesman, right? Be brutal. You want to be, you want to be a really good salesman at Decided Excellence Catholic Magazine. Yeah. Correct. In order to be a good salesman, you have to get the money huh? from from the sale or, yes. or else a sale has not happened. And then you are just a man. You are not a salesman. You, you know, you know what's guy. crazy. You know, what's crazy about decided excellence. Yeah. They do all of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I just, I get the, I get the, the, the card at yeah. the point of sale sure. and then they invoice, they process it. Okay. That's good. Well, yes. I will say for the crunch Catholic podcast, in order to secure sponsorships and uh, make money, we have to do that. I know. And it's, it's, it uh, took it's... us a year to get paid for that one thing. <laughs> so long. We asked them all the time. Uh huh. And maybe. part of it was like them not responding. And then part, part of, of it was that. me not sending the thing in. And so, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this is, this is the Patrick, Patrick's faults day. I've also, no, no, we can do Ethan's faults later. Okay, we'll we'll do with that episode Stupid another time. Stupid nose, dumb face. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, irresponsible with money, bad friend. Ethan, nose. <laughs> <laughs> no character flaws, just physical defects. Just you're like you're like Cyrano de de, de Balzac. De Bergerac. Oh, there it is. Oh. <laughs> no, Balzac, the author, not Bal. The, anyway, never mind. Um, you just author, called anyway. The author Balzac. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, is he related to to D's. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i really i read him all the time anyway so um one of my flaws is all the invoicing so we were like we were doing like a list of like all the things that they do and tying up loose ends and mm-hmm. all the money that we're missing and oh, already yeah. spent oh yeah. and um <laughs> and i just I, I i i stood up and i walked into uh it was it was, it was like nine o'clock in the morning yesterday i stood mm-hmm. up i walked into my little my little cabinet and i can do the bit here mm-hmm. and i was like well you can't do it all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> I had I had like a little I had like a, like a fifth of whiskey mm-hmm. in the in the closet um, that I hadn't touched in a while. So here's the question: Yeah, did you send the invoices? No, Patrick. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're gonna get evicted. You're gonna. You're just gonna. You're gonna have. You're gonna be the most successful poor person on the planet. You're gonna be gonna, podcasting from a barrel, like you're, you're gonna be podcasting <laughs> from a barrel. 
<laughs> like the philosopher Diogenes. Yes, exactly. That was the exact image. And I'll be like, I'll be podcasting from a barrel, but I'll be like a prospector who lost all of his pants in the gold rush. <laughs> and I'll be kind of a wacky character and you'll be a very thoughtful barrel, barrel boy. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that doesn't have an off-the-books relationship with Bill Clinton. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You seen that Epstein stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I haven't. They, they, okay. released his, they released his black book this week. Oh, yeah? His calendar. And apparently, allegedly, he had a bunch of CIA operatives and intelligence agents coming to his island. And, uh, you know, he was maybe like an agent for the international intelligence community and was blackmailing various targets with child sex. So, but it's all, I mean, we don't know because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) He's still alive. They moved him to the island next door. They did. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. <laughs> they fly. looked we're everywhere gonna... except the adjacent island for him. They were like, "That'd be the obvious place to hide." So we're not yeah. gonna look there. It's yeah. never the first place you look, so we're not gonna look there first. Right. Um. But yeah, genius uh... Epstein fakes his own death and goes to hide on Epstein Island, thinking <laughs> surely <laughs> they they'll never here. look for me here. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they don't think I'm that stupid. Um, oh, dude. No, they, they. It's it'll be like uh, it'll be like when when Metro Man fakes his death in mm-hmm. Mega Mind, and we find him like all fat and and. Uh, oh, yeah. You know your favorite movie? I well, Mega Mind. Yeah. Oh, you hate Mega Mind. Ah, uh, yes. Now you remember me. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm here. Can I ask you a question? This is we kind of have a Metro Man Mega Mind relationship, don't we? we ca- I kind of give a Mega Man vibe that Metro Man doesn't really like. um can i ask you a question this is purely hypothetical let's say you are a it never is let's say you're a (laughs) like a i don't know it's spitballing like a warden of a prison sure and you have probably like the highest profile criminal that you've ever had come into your prison in inside one of your secure cells Mm -hmm. you'd probably like watch him right <laughs> like make Just sure the cameras out. the cameras never turned off or anything like that yeah. you kind of would make sure that no one could get in there and kill him keep a guy there yeah just a thought just i mean you probably would do that right yeah if you were a warden uh-huh okay just making sure yeah i would okay right that's all we have to say about that then yeah welcome to the i actually want to start a conspiracy podcast have i told you about this I, you did tell me about this i think it'd be funny i don't have any time It'd be hilarious. Keep... Well, with the Catholic Church, there's so much like oh, there's so much content. There's so much content because like there've been conspiracy. Oh my gosh! Like, could you imagine a conspiracy theory podcast about the 800s papacy? Yes, that was it's crazy. It would be my podcast. That would be the thing. We'd like alternate. We'd do like the 800s papacy, then we'd do the Oklahoma City bombing, and then we'd do the <laughs> then we'd do the 900s papacy, and then we'd do 9/11. And then we'd do the thousands papacy and then we would do January 6th and we would just, it would just (laughs) alternate back and forth and everyone would be like, Oh, I'm tuning in for the Oklahoma city one. Oh, what's this about Avignon? I'm going to check this out. (laughs) And I think we'd, we'd bring some people to the, to the fold into the, the flock. 
as it were. Speaking speaking of January sixth, the Feast of Fools, as we know, is, mm. is as we as we found out, it's yes. called in, in the, the shaman Hunter. is a modern day Quasimodo. The, the shaman Q, the is Q-Anon a modern. The, in a way, Alex Jones is Pierre Gringois. <laughs> Hey, tune Please, in. Please, everyone, stop storming the Capitol building. We're peaceful. Come watch assembled. my morality play where I stand here and I yell about uh, Hillary. Anyway, <laughs> yes. anyway. Um, if you don't know what we're referencing, we're referencing our bonus podcast, which is on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash the crunch and you subscribe at the $10 a month and up level, you can listen to our thoughts on The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is actually a surprisingly prescient novel about our modern day. And yeah. there's a lot of really, really interesting thoughts about the printing press, how the printing press takes down the art of architecture. And uh, we got we got really into it, and it was an amazing conversation. So if that's yeah. interesting to you, you should check it out on patreon.com slash the crunch tenant month. It's also a very funny story. It's a really I, it's co- comical. It I I'll, I'll give a little spoiler if in case in case you're interested. It's not really a spoiler, but it's it's like a little a little piece of dialogue that I found hilarious when I was reading it the other day. Yeah, Cloud Frollo, the the mm-hmm. guy who's from the movie you've all seen him. He's kind of hot for Esmeralda. Pierre Gringois gets married to Esmeralda forcibly, and she doesn't love him, but they're living together. And Cloud Frollo finds this out, and then he's like freaking out. And then Pierre Gringois is like, "Yeah, we haven't had sex, but you know." The goat and I are friends, you know. And then Cloud Frollo, Cloud Frollo goes like, "Have, have you got? Have you?" Uh, he's like, uh, "Have you laid a finger on her?" And he's like, "What? The goat? No, the woman." Oh, <laughs> uh, they're hilarious. Funny. Even back in the day, it was like not cool to have sex with goats. Yeah, actually, Isn't that that's kind of a universal, universally. Yeah. Uh, well, that's if you listen thing. to the to the left, you know, back before science. People just did anything. Mm-hmm. They did what was right <laughs> in their own eyes. They did. Yeah. Uh, speaking of science and barbaric practices, I went to the dentist this week. <laughs> I haven't been to the dentist in so long. Patrick, you gotta go to the you dentist. Need to go to the dentist. You gotta. You gotta get your teeth right. Yeah, dude. Like you don't need. Don't busted. don't get braces. Don't get orthodontics. But you gotta. You gotta get a cleaning, bro. If you don't. Oh get, yeah. If you don't clean your teeth, you don't get them right. That can be like they'll be falling out before you know it. Yeah, I can I. Tell I you brush, why? I floss. Okay, well that's good. I do that. You yeah. do more than me. Um, I won't tell you which of those I do, but uh, <laughs> nobody flosses. Everyone understands that. I go to the dentist, and I don't know you. I you can't relate to this because you haven't been in so long. But they have this polish weapon. Yes, and it's like feels crazy at, at my old dentist they had a sand blaster and i really enjoyed that some people might know about this it's kind of like i don't know what but they blasted my teeth with sort of a sandy gritty kind of concoction yeah. and it was it was much quicker and it actually felt not bad now at my new dentist they have this little rotating polish gun that they press on the teeth yeah i would rather them scrape for another hour than to go through 10 minutes of the of the little rotating weird texture thing on my teeth every single time. I hate it so much. And the final straw that made me lose my mind was we go through the, she's scraping, clawing, doing all the things, polish, floss. I'm like, okay, we're good to go. But she gets the scraper back out. She mm-hmm. goes back in oh. to like check again. And she's digging, digging around. I'm like, dude, what do you want? The Nobel Prize? Like, we're done here. 
it's over. <laughs> Why do you we have scraped. to go? She's We're like digging good. into the gums. It's like, what do you expect? Of course you didn't see that before because you're going under my skin now. Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I don't like it. I think it's all for show. And then at the end, you know what they do? What do they do? They say, hey, uh, it looks like your insurance doesn't cover this, but there's a uh, you can get a fluoride rinse for $30. Do you have the fluoride rinse? You've heard of the fluoride rinse? Yeah, I've heard of the fluoride rinse. We're losing our minds at city hall meetings because there's fluoride in the water, uh, the tap water. And then you go to the dentist and they're like, hey, here's that thing that everyone's so worried about. Swish it around in your mouth for 45 seconds. For $30. For $30. I don't know what's going on at the dentist, man. I said no to the fluoride. I don't I don't think it's real. <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah, yeah I... um. I think now, now that now that I pay for my own health and and dental insurance, which you, you don't go to is, the dentist, is crazy. I'm yeah. gonna go to the dentist now. You should. You should <laughs> I'm, go pay, to the I'm paying for it now. Did you not pay for your own health insurance before? Well, I did, but like it was work, so it was like it was withdrawn from my paycheck. Right. So I didn't you just see didn't the money. Know that you were paying for it. Yeah. Now it's yeah. a but. No, the, the the dental insurance was fully covered by mm. my employer. Nice. Yeah, yeah you got it. We got to schedule you a visit. Everyone in the Discord, uh, at Patrick, when this episode comes Go out, ask, to him, the dentist. ask him if he's scheduled an appointment with the dentist because it's just been a minute. Yeah, you got to get you got to get on top of that, man. I would go every. I would go to my dentist every time I came home, and I like didn't come home for like that six month period. So I just haven't been to the dentist. Right. It's it's hard to make that. That was me when I was in Tulsa. You have to make that transition from whenever I'm home for spring break or for summer break. In winter break, I go to the dentist that I've been going to my whole life to, I just got to get a new dentist now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I got to schedule my appointments not during summer or winter break so I have more options. Right. But I will say <laughs> there is something about, so like they schedule, like you're 21, 22, and you schedule your next dentist appointment six months out, but you like move, you get a new job, you're moving away. Like I moved to Tulsa. So I was in, I was like in Ave Maria for the summer, right? Like I was mm -hmm. doing training. Mm -hmm. Dentist calls. They're like, hey, your appointment's next week. I'm in Florida. I'm not going back. So I tell them, I'm not going. And then they're like, oh, do you want to reschedule? I was like, no. And then you just cancel the appointment. And then you realize that you just don't have to go to the dentist. Like you just <laughs> like there's a, there's this moment where your eyes just open up. You're like, you're like what? Oh. <laughs> I don't, I can just go my whole life without doing that. It's the it's the picture of like the 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 sunny castle and like the dark <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's like normal healthy teeth teeth falling out you know yeah but that's it's it's the realization that you have the freedom to just like the other day I was at Office Depot I was buying clip, <laughs> I was at clipboards I was buying yeah. clipboards for this event that I have tonight um, and I go up to the counter the guy scans it eight dollars whatever he's like what's a good phone number I said no thanks yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You can just the world you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> People don't realize they I live don't tell like I sheep. never give my I never give my phone number. If I do like I need it for an account or something, I'll yeah. I'll change I change the same digit every time. Mm -hmm. So I have a I have a fake phone number where like there's a two, there's a three instead of a two. What is it? Uh yeah, real quick. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> I know your phone number by heart. Really? I know Phoebe's by heart. I, I was going to look it up, but I can't get there too fast. Um, it's like seven. Nope. All right. Well, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs>
what else has been happening, man? What's been going on? It's it's May as of recording. It's May third. Wow, we're, May the 3rd. we're in a new went... we're in a new era. We're a couple weeks away from Pod Girl Summer launching in earnest. Very excited How for Pod Girl feel? Summer. I have I have an outfit ready to go. I have a I have a button up like this shirt. My new yeah. my new my new style. My new yeah. Florida era. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this a shirt like this, but it has flamingos and Santa hats all over oh. it. And I have shorts, like Chubby's shorts, mm-hmm. that aren't really Chubby's because I just am Chubby. That are, uh, <laughs> I just am. They are, uh, they're flamingo shorts. So I got a flamingo outfit. I'm going to get a flamingo lawn ornament. And that's going to be my, and I'm going to have just a, 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 just a glass of water that's just sweating. Just mm. sweating. Mm. Water, huh? Maybe lemonade. I, I was about to say you got to get some type of fruit in there. Yeah, lemonade that's just sweating. I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about getting like a like a prop glass of lemonade. You know <laughs> why? Because why not just have real lemonade. Because I don't want to drink it because it'll drink it too fast. I'd rather have like a really ornate, like you know, s- like stupidly good looking glass of lemonade with like ice cubes they're like why are the ice cubes not melting a little mm-hmm. umbrella in it you know uh-huh. i'll get like those ice cubes from the don't break the ice game you ever play that game <laughs> i did pr- play that game with the with the polar bear and yeah. you have to like tap the squares with the hammer and yeah. then whoever makes the polar bear f- f- fall through the ice it loses or maybe it's a penguin i don't remember something like that but yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna get stupid I'm gonna... dinky little plastic hammer <laughs> yeah use a real hammer like a man <laughs> imagine bringing it. a real hammer to that game and just <laughs> ruining your child's day uh, broke the ice <laughs> oh man too bad guess we have to play poker now kid <laughs> time to gamble heck yeah all right yeah so well, i'm excited for pod girl summer i think you should i think your lemonade plot is a little okay. flimsy to me Sorry. much like the plot of the movie stargate which i recently watched oh yeah i've never seen it. <laughs> it's an aside i love the movie stargate because it has my favorite all of my favorite sci-fi tropes in it so like they're in the desert they discover a lift they discover an alien thing right flash forward to present day 45 50 60 years later however long later there's a nerd in a lecture hall and he's talking about aliens and he's and he's a nerd and everybody leaves because they're like, oh, this is gross. And he tries to walk out and a car pulls up and it's the Air Force and they want him to get in the car. And this mysterious <laughs> woman hands him an amulet and he's like, she's like, you're going to work for us now. We're going to give you top secret clearance. And then he goes to present to all the military guys. He's got all the the rolls of paper and he's dropping them everywhere. And he starts explaining it to him and they're like in English professor and (laughs) (laughs) and then they turn on the stargate and he's like i have to be the one to go through because i'm the only one that can translate the runes to get us back (laughs) and then they go he goes through the stargate with all the military guys and they're oh you know the nerd guys coming with us and then he gets the other side he can't translate it surprise to get him back through and they're like we thought that you could get us back through and he's like i didn't know i didn't didn't communicate and like Surely, if you went through a Stargate, you would have a meeting, you know, about what would happen <laughs> on the other side. So it's just like a just a comedy of errors over and over again. But I just love the whole government finds nerdy guy yeah. backed by a wealthy uh, heiress to a fortune to discover sure. alien rune. I, it's just great. It was a really great. That's movie. awesome. But I yeah. I love the in English please trope. It's so 
when I was a child, mm-hmm. like young, like before, like in middle school, I loved yeah. the Big Bang Theory. I thought oh, it was yeah. hilarious because yes. I had never seen a joke before. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 yeah. million years ago yeah, expansion that, started. Hey, Wait. Remember, we're on YouTube now, so oh, stop. <laughs> the artichokes began to drool. There it we is. Built the pyramids. <gasps> Stargate. Okay. It's it's one of those things we were talking we were talking about low IQ earlier, right? It, I like Big Bang Theory is one of those things that it's like it it feels smart, you know, because they're yeah. saying smart words. Right, because they're talking about nuclear nu- mononucleosis. Quantum. Yeah. Quantum. They're talking about quantum mononucleosis. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that mono? It's mono. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> quantum mononucleus and then the hot girl across the hall is like i drink beer in english please i drink beer and i don't understand what you're saying but i'll hang out with you anyway she's not southern but yeah (laughs) she is southern she's from tennessee really yeah my name my name penny (laughs) i know the power i wield over these men i will use it for 18 seasons she sits there like this and is like You've been doing a lot of stupid with your money. <laughs> the Dave Ramsey impression. What are you t- <laughs> You're in $300,000 of credit card debt. <laughs> you got mononucleosis from a reactor. You've been, sp- you've been spending like you're in Congress. <laughs> you've kept that haircut this whole time, Howard. I... My my favorite bit about a uh, Big Bang Theory that I've ever yeah. done is like is Sheldon is like if you are if your olfactory glands are increased are detecting increased amounts of methane it is probably because I have flatulated yeah you no know, they they have a real physicist to help them with the show to make sure everything's accurate <laughs> oh man it's I mean it's a it's a it's a funny you know it's a really <laughs> funny show you know yeah got you know they 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 really they they've got everything right they've got comic book references science references nerd jokes yes characters jewish people jokes episodes um commercials like it's everything you'd want in a tv show it's got it anyway you were talking about about sex oh that's true people having sex indeed but you never actually see it Jokes about erectile dysfunction. Ooh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Not a joke. Real sadder. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? That's what? where I draw the line. Yeah, no holds barred. That's where I draw the much. line. Have you, have you make a mockery that? of science all you want. <laughs> Don't make a mockery of the marital act. Don't. Yes. Or the lack thereof. Yes. The, 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 the dismarital act. <laughs> you know, you nerdy fornicators on that show ridiculous. yeah ridiculous i refuse to believe that that's accurate to yeah. um if they had really had a physicist on the show they would know that nerds don't have sex because they are nerds yeah. i'm just kidding okay so uh I, have you noticed on netflix that like every tv show now is is like irreverent that's labeled as irreverent have you seen that oh i i recognize the label um the only one that I pay attention to is the one on Seinfeld that says about nothing. Cause it's like, surely that's the only one. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah, only yeah. show that has that label. Unless they just really don't like one of the shows. It's like, man, this show is really not about anything. It's like derogatory. Uh, it's like <laughs> Seinfeld in the third season of big mouth. Um, yeah. 
But <laughs> yes, I have seen the irreverent, uh, but I have not yeah. noticed its proliferation. I, I every every like every TV show that I see on Netflix is witty, ir- witty irreverent, irreverent. That's true. And, yeah. Witty irreverent. And yeah. I'm like, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's like and it's like a Netflix show too. They're pushing to me. I'm like, mm. I don't think you get to decide that your show is witty. You can certainly decide, and it's also kind of lame to be like, yeah, and this show is also super irreverent. I don't care about anything. I don't care who I offend. I'm I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. You know that kind of thing. I, I'm just surprised that we as like entertainment hasn't graduated past that kind of, you know, because like you see the I, kind I, of people that go into the entertainment industry. That's true. I mean, I at least expect you know if, if we're if we're in a world of we're we're grow, going into a world of tolerance and understanding yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 the woke mob uh, etc. I would expect that a little more reverence. Yeah. You expect a little you more think piety. That, I think if you think about demographically, who is going in to this field? Who is who is becoming a writer, director, producer, actor? It's like only the top one percent of the people who pursue this get yeah. there, right? Yeah. And but what does everybody share, right? Everybody goes and they get they do their theater thing in high school, and then yep. they go and they move to LA and they start doing auditions. Everybody in the world tells them, "You're an idiot for doing this. You're so stupid." You're never going to make it, right? Yeah. So when the people actually do make it, they have this complex where they've been, everybody's told them you're not going to make it. And then they actually do make it. So then naturally, like all of the stuff that gets made by those people has this weird like FU energy because they all were told that they couldn't do it. And then they did it. So it's like, well, I guess everything you believe in is wrong because I believed in myself and looked at where I got to be. And now (laughs) I'm a writer for Rivendale. And it's like, wow. And now I'm on strike. Now, now I'm on strike. Did you see, see my tweet about all the <laughs> late night show hosts? <laughs> yeah. uh, someone someone said that Seth Myers was like a late night version of John Oliver. And I thought that was really funny to say because John Oliver is a late <laughs> night. A late... <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Is that really funny? He's a late. Seth Myers is a late night version. I don't even know. What what does Seth Meyers do? What's his shtick? I've never seen a Seth Meyers clip go viral. No, no, that's probably fair. Yeah, so basically, what they did with the Seth Meyers show was they took because he was he was on SNL with Amy Poehler and they did Weekend Update. That was their big thing. Ah, uh, and then he got a show from it. Yeah, they were the longest running hosts of Weekend Update for a long time, and then mm. basically they were like, "Let's do a late night show," and he was really bad at the monologue. This is what I was told. I, I watched. Oh, I watched his. Um, I watched his stand-up special or something. Yeah. And uh, he, they were like, "Let's put you back behind the desk and do clips and like do like photos and that sort of thing." That's, um, yeah. I hate that genre of late night TV where they like play a clip that's more interesting than the show itself, and then it cuts back to the host going, like, this <laughs> is <laughs> making no, no, making a shocked doing- face at like, I can't believe what we just witnessed. Yeah, I, I, it's not, it's like, it's like, it's a, uh, it's graphics, not clips. They're not like showing oh, movies. They're like showing graphics. It's I like weekend you, update. Yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah. weekend update. Right, yeah, right, right, right. but every day, which is a little much. Yeah, I think I want to go back because friend of the show, uh, fan of the podcast, he's never listened. James Donald Forbes McCann uh, said that <laughs> his he really really loves. He said this on a podcast once that he really loves the 2007 Conan show. Mm-hmm. because it was the writer's strike so all the other shows were shut down but conan kept 
kept his show going and he like paid all of the staff people out of his own pocket basically yeah which is awesome um but apparently it's just this like crazy fever dream where like he keeps he said talked about one week where like conan bought a disco ball and just like turned it on and danced on tv and then the next night he added a fog <laughs> machine and then the next night he added lasers <laughs> and like he just kept escalating this bit where he just danced to some song that's great and because he like because they didn't have, <laughs> they have any writers they didn't have any content yeah. and so he just kind of had to wing it for however long the strike lasts so i kind of want to find the the footage of that and and go back and watch it because it was i was 11 you know so i wasn't yeah. awake when it was on sure yeah but i'm interested in, in going back those poor writers yeah they need to um uh, they what do they need they need insurance we gotta we gotta start giving them dental insurance they haven't been to the dentist in years that's that's true speaking of the entertainment industry i have a bit of a some might call it a topic. Some might call it a, oh. a discussion to be had. Sure, I, I'm, I'm always down to have a discussion. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. So, you've heard of Catholicism. I'm va- I'm I'm pass I'm passingly familiar. Yes, as am I. I have a passing familiarity. And you've heard of celebrities, have you not? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I think these two things have a bit of a problem with oh, one another. You're telling me that you have a hot take about Catholic celebrities? Get in line, buddy. I do. I do have a hot <laughs> take about Catholic celebrities. Hot- every been- time, every time a any kind of Catholic celebrity does anything, someone on Twitter poops their pants. Yeah. They're just so priests shouldn't have Twitter. Lay people shouldn't be famous. Lay priests shouldn't have famous Twitter accounts. Everybody just has an opinion of like, this shouldn't exist. And I'm like, look, we can't just hit the button that stops people from being famous. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> Padre, it sounds like you yourself have an opinion about all of this. I have an opinion about the people. This is this is my this is my problem. I don't I, care about I, the celebrities. I care about the the the, the people that eat up all their slop and filth. I hate those I don't people. Care. I don't care. I don't care about that. You, you don't care, care about, about that? that? What do you care about? I care about the people that are, are whining on Twitter. I probably shouldn't care about them as much because they're not hmm. real and they don't matter. But hmm. um, yeah, that's I what think, I care about. Here's what I think. I think that celebrities are only cool if they go to the traditional Latin mass. <laughs> For the audio listeners, I just put a, a corn cob pipe in my mouth when I said that. Um, <laughs> That was great. Thanks. What do you have a corn cob pipe? Are you smoking now? Uh, I've been smoking. Yeah, I've been. I've been smoking. I've been smoking. I like. I like the cigar. I have a humidor here. Uh, Don't know how to use it. It apparently requires setup, and that's not something I'm prepared for at this stage of my life. You have to put water in it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of waiting to set up the humidor and load it up with tobacco products until Mm -hmm. I move to my next house. Fair enough. Um, because usually I don't smoke unless someone gives me something to smoke. Like I don't yes. go to the store and like, hey, I'll have a a bag. Mac and, I'll take a bag of <laughs> Mac and noodles. I'll yeah. take a big one. I'll take a big Mac and noodle, a Big Mac. You do have to get um, a bag of the pipe tobacco because then you, yes. you put it into the thing and you tamp it down and then you smoke yeah. it. Um, so anyway. You just stick a match upside down in the in the bowl. And then he just. What were we talking? 
<laughs> you were talking about you have a hot take about Catholics uh, and celebrities. It's not a it's not, it's not a hot take. It's just something that's been bothering me. Sure. Um, because I've been thinking a lot about this was a while ago. So it kind of was all brought up about the, it was the 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 article from America magazine about the Met Gala, about how the Catholic Church should have a Met <laughs> Gala. Um, Sorry, that was a really funny article. Yeah. But I've also so what did you think about that? Let's just let's, let's start. Did with you that. see my response to it? No, what did you say? I haven't been responding. It's been it's been 36 days since I reply guide to someone on Twitter. I've not replied what do you mean? to anyone on Twitter. Like you've replied to me. Yeah, in your circles, but on my oh. on my alt account. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So like on my public account, I haven't replied. Anyway, so I, I didn't respond to this, but I would have. <laughs> it was like the Catholic Church should should uh, should do something like the Mecca. Like, yeah, that's a really good idea. What if the Catholic Church was the center of arts and culture? That's a really good idea. Crazy Why haven't idea. we tried that? It's like a guy seeing a hospital for the first time. <laughs> Whoa, what a great way to serve the sick. The Catholic Church should get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Really it was a very funny. it was a very funny take it, just because like I don't know, it's, it's so funny it's so funny that there's a guy out there who's intimately familiar with the catholic church and all she holds dear but sees a hospital for the first time <laughs> i don't know who that guy is but he's great <laughs> but apparently it exists for the met gala someone is yeah. very familiar with the catholic church and is right. like oh wow like oh the uh, an art gallery that mm -hmm. is funded by patrons mm -hmm. what a novel idea the Catholic Church should do that. It's like, hey man, how do you think the Vatican got there? All right, we yeah. wealthy patrons paid a guy who likes drawing penises on the ceiling. Oh, Michelangelo. Yeah. Well, oh, I was thinking about the other guy. That, that would actually be a really funny, um, a really funny retort for a middle schooler who like draws a cartoon uh -huh. yeah. on the chalkboard. Be like, no, I'm just like Michelangelo. He drew it on the Sistine Chapel. I'm drawing it on your board. You're welcome. <laughs> or it could be an escalation from a teacher where it's like he finds the drawing of the penis you know yeah and he shows him the sistine chapel it's like get good if you're gonna do this like if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna draw these they need to be good they need I, to be good yeah i don't i don't need two circles and a, and a half an oval really that's really? what you're that's what you're going with look at this god is in this painting <laughs> what are you drawing pubic hair yeah. get out of here um so anyway, <laughs> a lot of uh get, sexual get, talk I, I like, get get good i love that that's, <laughs> get that's good. funny that's well that's the kids respect that when you tell them to get good they're like all right bet. yeah well that kid's yeah. gonna become an artist now i did use the kind say, of artist like, we whatever, want yeah yeah i i'd say it to my my middle school like don't swear you're bad at it you don't no, just don't say any swear words until you become an adult yeah just stop you yes. sound like a child when you say it you don't sound like an adult <laughs> those, poor, those poor squeakers man <laughs> they're just trying to sound tough but they just it pops out of them and it's like that's a four-letter word that don't belong in they're that, like in their i'm so crapping mad <laughs> and it's like oh you're so cute stop oh, poor guy <laughs> just just don't say swear what, words <laughs> what happened <laughs> what happened baby did you drop your juice bugs <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay. So the Met Gala, so this, this happened so that I didn't read the article. I just yeah. saw the discourse. Basically it seemed like someone was saying the Catholic church needs to have to host an event where we invite Beyonce or something. Oh, I didn't read the article. So that's okay. Mine. <laughs> I think, I think I saw some excerpt excerpts. I think the gist of it was, Hey, why don't we, why doesn't the diocese of New York or the diocese of Chicago or like one of these wealthier dioceses host an event similar to this where we do invite notable figures of society to come and celebrate the arts, but it's all by the Catholic Church for the Catholic Church. Why don't we do that? Because people would come. 
And everyone was like, how dare you? This is, you're such an asshole. This is ridiculous. Um, and I think it, it, it's like this weird, it, it feels like we're on two ends of the spectrum because people are like, "How I, I can't believe you would invite all these pro-choice celebrities and all these people that don't believe in oh, God sure. and, you know, yeah. or, or like the, why, why do we need an event for the insanely wealthy, you know, at this period of time yeah, in America? It's, it's not, yeah, it's not woke or based to do, to do it. So it's like people have right. found, yeah. Right. So that's like that you have that side of the thing. And then you have the other side of the Catholic thing, which we talked about before, where it's like, did you know that Mark Wahlberg had went to Ash Wednesday mass today? And everyone's like, oh, losing their mind because yeah. he made a video with Mario Andretti about, you know, prayer. Some guy, I don't know who it is, but his name, first name is <laughs> Mario, last name, potentially Andretti. And so we have that, that side of it and we have the other side of it. And it feels like what maybe it's because it's the silent majority maybe um but to me it feels like we should just look like if a celebrity has some amount of catholicism about them yeah or there's some association with catholicism whether it's something like shia labeouf where like his testimony is really good and people are drawn to the faith because of it or maybe someone like mark Wahlberg, where you're like not really sure what's going on over there or someone yeah. like lady gaga where it's like yeah i'm catholic but then she like eats a dog live on stage and you're like what is that you know hey. why'd you do that <laughs> you know at least so, make it a goat something a little more socially acceptable yeah um just kidding i and and a lot of this is wrapped up too with what happened with um cameron bertuzzi not too long ago oh sure yeah. that i think i think we might have talked about it but just this like he was pressured basically to put his catholicism or whatever he ended up doing into hiding because people were asking him every day, when's your confirmation? When's your confirmation? How's your baptism going? How's this going? How's, what's, when are you doing this? When are you, when are you coming home? When are you doing this? When are you doing this? And it just like drove him to say like, I'm not going to talk about my denomination anymore because of all of you freaks. Yeah. And he didn't say that, but so that's like, we had this well-known apologetics channel that now maybe he's Catholic, maybe he's not, but he's yeah. not going to talk about it anymore because we freaking pressured him into it. Yeah. And so it just, it, is there a way to interact with all this stuff without it just getting out of hand? Cause it feels like it's either, Oh, I found out that my favorite football player was raised Catholic. And now I'm just like, you, it feels like people get more re-entrenched into the pop culture thing rather than into the Catholicism thing. Yeah. That's like it, the issue. it reaffirms it's not, their, yeah. their deal. It's like, Oh, like if everyone found out today that Taylor Swift was Catholic, more people wouldn't go to mass. More people would listen to Taylor Swift. It's like the, we talked about Kanye <laughs> last week. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, see to Jesus is king. I'm going to go pray more. It's like, I'm going to listen to more Kanye. Yeah. Like it, yeah, that yeah. Doesn't, it just doesn't feel like people are oriented in the correct way. Mm -hmm. You know? Interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, now this person that I celebrity worship is Catholic. It's actually okay for me to celebrity worship. Them. Yeah. I don't have to like put that little block in my brain where I go, this person isn't on yeah. the team yeah you know yeah that's interesting I, I don't know i i um i think that we have to be okay with people being imperfect because yeah like that that's my that's my opinion about lady no, gaga no tolerance like, for that that's my yeah. like opinion about okay so like like this is this is true about you know lady gaga and i don't know maybe like a a, a more right-wing traditionally Bug wealthy celebrity bug hall yeah sure 
the two the two sides of the spectrum. <laughs> Inside you are two wolves. <laughs> and the one that wins is the one that you feed. The one is the little rascal that got banned from Twitter. And the other and one, one is, is the little monster who's still there. Whoa. We should be a hip hop group. Yeah. She calls her fans little monsters. Did you know that? I didn't know that actually. Oh yeah, that was a yeah. That not everybody knows that. Well, um, you're yes. you're locked in with the Lady Gaga fandom. I'm a big I'm a big Lady Gaga guy. You're a little monster. <laughs> I'm a little monster. <laughs> I'm a I'm a little stinker. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little nasty boy. <laughs> I'm a little gross guy. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, the 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 Catholic the Catholic Met Gala, right? People are upset, like, oh, they're you're gonna invite a bunch of pro-abortion people to the gala, and then the 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 woke people are like, oh, you're gonna invite a bunch of rich people to the church. It's a really funny thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, we gotta keep those guys out. It's like it's like the opposite of the Pharisees. Like, because you're rich, that must mean you suck. <laughs> It's like the same vibe, but it's the opposite direction. It's so goofy. it's like if the Pharisees were stupid and <laughs> and poor. <laughs> oh man. Like, yeah, it's like I've been crushing I've been crushing credit card and school debt. That makes me better than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. It's just it's like no, I, it's... I get I understand the impulse. I'm there too. There yeah. are billionaires. Why do billionaires exist? Not for good reasons. Like, I get it, but it's like, at a certain point, you have to recognize that no one is beyond salvation. Right. And the further we push people away from the church, the less they're going to convert. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to give all their money to Planned Parenthood. Like, what do yeah. you want? You know? And so, I, was, I guess, this is my, this is my, yeah. uh, this is what I'm saying. Is like, we have to be okay with people being imperfect. And that's true with the Catholic celebrities that we like and the Catholic celebrities we don't like. We have to be okay with the, I mean, like the mainstream celebrities that happen to be Christian or Catholic. We have to be okay if, you know, Lady Gaga isn't perfectly orthodox. And we have to be okay admitting that the Mark Wahlbergs that we like are not necessarily perfectly orthodox because they're sinners like us. Yes. I was talking to a guy the other day who was recently... So I, in my job, in my line of work, I'm a major gifts officer, right? Like I'm trying to solicit gifts... NGO or like MGO in the five to six figure range. Like that's my job is to raise large sums of money for pro-life work. Okay. Which means I interface with a lot of people who have the capacity to give those kinds of gifts. So naturally they're in situations that you or I are never going to be in. And so I was talking to this guy. Oil fields. and Yes. Like it, which is private jet repair companies. Yeah. I not, I haven't seen any (laughs) of that, but man, there's a lot of people in oil, at least in Oklahoma city caviar dealerships dermatologists actually yeah crazy because they're the ones that do the plastic surgery yes yeah those non-elective surgeries will really rake it in for you oh yeah I, yeah i have meetings with them for yeah, you ads do. in the magazine yeah, <laughs> you yeah. yeah you do patrick's just like staring at two silicone breasts on the wall so you want to <laughs> buy an ad <laughs> what if we reschedule <laughs> You chop- uh, oh my wife's calling i gotta go <laughs> you chop those off yourself all right <laughs> um but i was talking to this guy and he talking about uh, silicon valley all right anyway, all right there it is <laughs> <laughs> i had to explain to my wife what the grand tetons were the other day 
She was like, let's go to the Grand Tetons. And I was like, heh. And she was like, why are you laughing? I was like, because it's named after Boob. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like Teton is like a, it's the, think about the etymology of that word. Sure. I, I was thinking the joke, but I didn't think it was real. <laughs> no, it's, it's real. Cause the mountains kind of look, I didn't come up with the name. So I'm just, I don't shoot the messenger. I get it. There's a mountain in Steubenville that looks like a butt. So don't inject the messenger with Botox. That's all I'm saying. So I was talking to this guy and he, <laughs> he was telling me about how he just got back from Italy. So he yeah. was, he went to Rome, I think for, it's like the papal foundation. You've heard of this, right? Yes. So it's a lot of people who really love the church, who have the capacity to do really cool things all over the globe. And this guy is great. He's got, he does stuff locally. He does stuff mm -hmm. nationally with groups like focus. He does, th he like runs, he doesn't run it, but he gives significantly to like missions in Nicaragua. Like he, he does a lot of really good stuff. So this is like the type of guy that you want to be friends with. Yeah. You want to be honest. So he was, me. he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I was, I was at this guy. I was at, I was on a boat, but it wasn't really a boat. It was like a condo on the water and they just like live on the water. And in the back of my mind, I was like, sounds like a tax haven to me, but I did not say that out loud. Um, so he was like at this guy's boat and he's like, I was talking to this guy. And he's from Connecticut and he's involved with like the Sandy Hook Foundation. Like he's like oh. on on some board. And he was telling me about how there's two different foundations. And there's one foundation that's like Sandy Hook, anti-guns, nevermore. Like it's the yeah. gun control foundation that came out of Sandy Hook. That's like, let's get rid of guns. But there's this other foundation. And that's what this guy's involved with. That's more so about awareness and more so about education um, and it, it brings in both sides of people right because nobody wants school shootings right everybody wants more education very it's only one side of people that want to reduce the amount of guns in the country yes. so naturally this other one has more broad appeal so we were kind of talking about that and ways to implement that kind of in the pro-life world because obviously it's mm. the same kind of issue right you have women's health and you have um like the issue of abortion. And so it's like, well, everybody wants women to be healthy. So is there a way that we can kind of figure out how to bridge that gap, you know, and like try yeah. to bring people on board without them immediately seeing pro-life and then running away because they don't want to have a conversation about it. So what we were talking about just now, just talking about like the imperfect people and the wealthy people and the non-Orthodox people, it's like, it feels like that idea is what the church should be. But like, we have a really hard time wrapping our minds around that yeah like the church should be something that appeals to quote unquote both sides mm -hmm. you know like even if someone is you know a, a a transgender communist who hates god you know like there still should be a place for them in the church which is yeah. like crazy to people because they're like ah, 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 you know they, they don't know how to reconcile that they don't they don't agree that a woman is a is a, an adult human female yeah which I don't know. The it's it's this weird tell me if you experience this cuz I feel like the more deeply I get convicted about like the sins of our age, right? Like mm -hmm. the truly horrific things that happen because of the abortion movement, the transgender movement, like all these things that are happening to people, people are killing themselves and all these things. Yeah. It's like okay, this is a result of like sin and negligence and and the devil. Um it's like the more I get convinced of that, the more I'm like, okay, we have to oppose this and we have to 
you know, figure out a way to move past this somehow, the more I'm convinced that like the people who are affected by those things need a place in the church, you know, yes. like we need to like these, this is so wrong. This is so evil. But like at the same time, the door needs to be open wider than it is currently, which is like yeah. a really weird it's, place to be. It's a you're 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 finding you're finding the 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 sword that cuts between bone and marrow, like the thing yeah. that's the thing that's so hard that you can't. I mean, separating a bone from its marrow is not an easy thing, and so like the word of God needs to be like sharp and like it slices yeah. and it like separates. It actually separates the sinner from the sin. It's not like when you are able to conceptually separate the sinner from the sin. Mm -hmm. then you can understand how God can forgive. And it's mm -hmm. a really difficult thing, but it's a human thing. Like my son thinks that everything is dog. <laughs> dog, yeah. dog, 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 dog. And when he grows up, he will learn to distinguish between that dog and that dog and how that dog is actually a cat. And that dog is a dog. You know, he'll be able mm -hmm. to distinguish those things. Developing and growing in, in languages is learning distinctions. And you get this from like, you know, you, everything is bad right or that everything like this word is everything is painful a paper cut and getting your arm chopped off but then you learn the difference between like painful and excruciating you know you, mm -hmm. you learn how to distinguish words and be precise with your words you can also learn as you grow like spiritually to be precise with like your judgment of people and how like or your judgment of sin and being like yeah this is really really bad mm -hmm. and this person is really good and the problem when when you're when you haven't distinguished that yet is you go one of two ways. You go, that sin is really bad. Therefore, that person must be bad. Or that person is good. So their sin must not be that bad. Mm -hmm. And you, it's like a really spiritually immature place to be. Yes. And we're we have different, we have like different sins we have soft spots for, right? Like mm -hmm. so that kind of shows up in the way that we judge people. But I'm glad to hear that you're you're kind of developing that because yeah. it's like I, I want that too. You yeah. know, like it, I want to be able to like slice. Through. I feel like I'm that way with transgendered people. I yeah. think I'm getting there with transgender people because I'm like, I am so sympathetic to what you're going through. Right. Because I myself would not be able to answer the question. What does it mean to be a man? Right. You know, until like I thought about it, wrote a book about it. You know, it's like yeah. until I actually thought it through. So like I'm not I'm not like surprised that if Matt Walsh walks up to someone and goes, what is a woman? They don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, because it feels incomplete to say. Right. An adult human female. Like that just seems silly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, great. Awesome. What is a female then? I don't know. Like, let's go further. <laughs> yeah. It's, Why it's, is it so important. Yeah. It's like, um, I think if I get at the root of it, and I would be surprised if this wasn't the case for more people, if they were really being honest with themselves, I think a lot of times where, the whole spectrum, the whole gamut. Like if I'm talking to someone that I is like very obviously like there's like there's a barista at a coffee shop that I go to who is mm -hmm. a guy that presents himself like a woman. Yeah. And uh, it's like he it's has, always a coffee shop. He's got the nails done. He's like wears heels. You know, he looks very uncomfortable, to be honest. And so it's like difficult for me to like have a conversation with him because it's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say to you, you know, yeah. like you say your name's Kelly. It's like, I don't want to call you Kelly, but like, that's what you say your name is. So it's just uncomfortable. Like, I don't know what yeah. to do. And so usually what I do is I just like avert and I just avoid the situation sure. because there's something about this that's like unattractive to me and unappealing, even all the way down to, let's say I'm at a party with my friends and there's 
one guy there or a couple people there who I just like don't get along with, not because they've done anything wrong, but just because our personalities don't mesh. I do the exact same thing. I just avoid them because yeah. it's like, well, I don't know what to talk to them about. So I'm just going to hang out with the people that I know that I get along with. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really like a lot of the times where I have this trouble with other people and evangelizing or welcoming them or loving them or even just talking to them. It's because there's something wrong with me where I see someone and I go, Ugh, that's not what I prefer. And then I uh, rationalize why it's okay for me to not love them as if I was talking to like one of my best friends or my wife, you know, who's a beautiful woman or even just like an average person who's just a generally attractive to me, you know, like someone who's yeah. like me, someone who talks the same way as me like that. It's easy to talk to those people because it, it's easy. And so I feel like I kind of meme myself into being like a good, loving, sociable Catholic person, but really I just talk to people like me and, Fair. Uh, you yeah, know, there, I think I, I think mean, that's at the root of a lot of it for a lot of people. Like there's an element, there's an element to that that is natural and good. Sure. So like, we ought to love more people that are. This is gonna sound weird, but it's true. We ought to love more people that are closer to God. Now, by that I mean like, will their good more because uh -huh. God is obviously willing their good more and giving them the graces to move them closer to him. Sure. And love is like, is like, sh is like sharing. So like we share more with people that are closer to God, the closer we get to God, but we ought to love people that are closer to us with more intensity. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like, there's a difference between like love in reference to God and love in reference to ourself. So right. like love in reference to God, we should love people that are closer to God more love in reference to ourselves, we should love with more intensity the people that are closest to us, like our spouses, our parents, our children, our friends. And we should also like, but we're also called to love our enemies, which is like mm -hmm. a strange. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the, that's one of the difficult parts of Christianity, but that doesn't mean that you're supposed to like go out of your way to like show more favors to your enemies. Sure. It just means that you ought to love them as much as you love people that are, you know. Yeah that guy i hold on it, it means that you because your enemy them being your enemy this is it the problem is that we often love people in reference to ourselves rather than loving them with the intensity in reference to ourselves. i can tell this is getting confusing let me just yeah. take the intensity piece out of it yeah we we love people it as like say it like i'm a we, high school at a yeah. night at a life night great so your love is directed towards something yeah right if your love is directed towards god you are going to love people in reference to God, like you're going to love them more and get them closer to God, right? If you love, if the principle of love is yourself, you are only going to love people that are close to you insofar yes. as they are close to you. Right. No, it doesn't matter if they're closer to or farther from God. Mm -hmm. So like what you need to do is you need to change the principle of your love to God. And then you love people as they are walking towards God. So right. like as you increase in love for them, they increase in love for God. As they increase in love for God, you increase in love for them. And so like there is an element of like, I am repulsed by the sin and the sinner. And there is a sense of like, I need to leave and like not love this person and like not love this person as much as I love like another person who's a saint because they're bad for me. Like mm -hmm. it's 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 bad to be around sinners in a in a certain sense. Like it, it can yeah. be it can be poisonous. But like oftentimes when but Jesus we, we, came to dine with sinners and prostitutes. Yes. yes. 
You know, and, he yeah, hung, that was like, his whole MO is that I'm going to hang out with these people all the time, regardless of the so-called poison. Yes. But I think the difference was that Jesus' principle of love was the father. Mm-hmm. And so he loved them as they were walking to the father because they were actually closer to the father than the Pharisees were. Sure. And the Pharisees' principles of love was, was themselves. And so they, their hierarchy of love was who agrees with me. Right. And tax collectors and prostitutes were at the bottom of the barrel. And so I think that's that's the issue that we that we face is like we love we don't we we don't love the transgender barista because we view this person as an enemy mm-hmm. because they're ideologically opposed to me. Right. But it's like whoever is not whoever is not against you is for you. That's what Jesus says to the apostles is whoever is not against you is for you. I was meeting with clients who were I was meeting with clients who run a pet uh, cremation business. Yeah. And they are two gay women. And I told them it was a Catholic magazine and they didn't seem to hate that. And so I was like, great. Whoever's not against me is for me. Right. Jesus says, whoever is not for me is against me. The standard is higher for Jesus. Sure. Yeah. So Jesus is like, whoever is not for me is against me. But whoever is not against you is for you. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's a, I have a I have a I have, there's there, there's a lower bar for me. So I should I should be more accepting. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think this, I, I say all this to just hopefully reframe our conversation just around different issues. It's the, it's the transgender thing, it's the sexuality thing, but it's also the wealth yeah. thing, which is becoming such sure. a big issue yeah. in Catholicism now. Uh, I, I will always repost my meme of the two guys shaking hands and it's Catholics and children and thinking that a million dollars is a lot of money. Um, like everybody is just, oh, you have, you're, you're rich. So you must be this, 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 and this. Yeah. And it's like, it's still a sin to hate rich, rich people as much as a lot of, a lot of it is, a lot of it is cope, you know, it's cope, like, jealousy, envy, covetousness. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. those are real problems too, just as much as, uh, like greed, you know, and it, ignoring the poor because you don't, you're, cause you're lazy. Like those yeah. are also problems. So I'm just saying a wealthy person being greedy is like, you know, is bad, but like a poor person that's greedy is just sad. I know. You know, it's like an unrealized desire. That's kind of, you know, yeah. sad. Anyway, yeah. it's, I just want people to look at, uh, I say this is a greedy poor person. <laughs> poor guy. Sorry. <laughs> just do the invoices, man. Just do them. I, right. Right. Just, just leave the money on the table. Just look at just look at the church. There's gonna be is gonna be a lot of. I tweeted this, but I deleted it because I thought it was dumb. After a while, but I, I tweeted that I'm preparing for the post collapse Continental Congress by wearing a wig and a sauna and arguing with an Andrew Tate fan and a trans person. Um, it's funny. It's, the joke has too many layers to be good on Twitter. Too but many it's layers, but I funny like for it. me. So it's like Congressional Congress because the Continental Congress was in a really hot room and they were all wearing wigs and they were all arguing with each other. Um, and yeah. so I was thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to train for being in the hot room and wearing a wig by going in the sauna with a right wing guy and a left wing person. This was, funny. this was funny, right? Um, but I think that's how more and more of this is going to be. It's like, we're going to, we're moving towards not the end times, but we're moving towards a time where the church is going to be a refuge for people. And if we don't treat it like that, if we treat it like a, this is our place for us and no one else. Well, that's not really what it's here for, especially in a time of crisis where people are yeah. looking for something solid. Um, so I don't know. I just hope that people kind of get over themselves and get over their own predilections about 
whatever is wrong with the person in front of them and they just love them in reference to God, like you were saying. Yeah. I'm glad that made sense. I'm trying to pull out. It didn't make a ton of sense, but you have confused people on the podcast before and undoubtedly you will do it again. Yeah. That's what I get for trying to use my, my Thomas Aquinas class um, without really like studying. (laughs) 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 I did, I did, I did good. I I got a 100% on my final exam for my Thomas Aquinas class, which legally means I get to take over pints now. Mm. I got a 100% on Thomas. We're going to get on that show. We're going to get on that. We're going to make them fly us out. Hey, if anybody here knows Matt Fred, wait, dang it. I know Matt Fred. (laughs) We just got to ask once a year, our our annual ask. You know, you can't be afraid. Happy New Year, Matt. It's that time of year again. Texting at midnight every year. (laughs) On on (laughs) New Year's. This is my annual ask. Hey, Happy New Year. I call your podcast. Got to know, please. Do you want to do a Dr. Ethan's dating corner question? It is time for everyone's favorite segment. Yes. Dr. Ethan's dating corner. I have reached out to some Reddit mods to ask <laughs> them what are the best dating questions you guys have ever seen on your subs. Wow. You did. Yeah. You put in the work this week. I did. I talked yeah. to I talked to one of our priest friends who's a mod on uh, Catholic Discord. Uh, the r slash Catholicism, and then I DM'd the Catholic dating people. They haven't gotten back to me. Well, actually, oh. I haven't checked Reddit, so I don't know. Okay, but um, but yeah, so we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna be out here. Uh, dating the dating here. Qu- the dating corner is gonna we're gonna get some juicy ones. We're gonna um, we're I scouring a- all the corners of the internet. But if you have a question for the dating yes. corner and you uh-huh. have a specific issue that you would like to resolve, you can post it in the dating corner channel on our Discord at bit.ly slash crunch discord. Or if you'd like it to be more private. You can email it to Patrick or at thecrunchcast.com. Uh, you can also DM us on Instagram, but send it to Patrick's email, Patrick at thecrunchcast.com, yeah. or post it in the Discord. And we'll be happy to answer anything because we know that you've got problems and you know that you can trust two guys with kids under the age of two. Yep. Well, I mean, we obviously, I'm, bat- I'm batting 500. I don't know. I had two relationships, married the second one. So I've had three relationships. I'm three, 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 three. Hey, that's major league, buddy. I am major league. I am major league. I'm I am Char- Mike, Charlie I'm, Sheen in major league. I'm the Mike Trout of getting. I'm the Shohei Otani of getting married. <laughs> it's gonna, I'm the Shohei Otani of getting married because I pitch and hit. Anyway, uh, I don't. I don't know if that's like a reference or something. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I'm a designated. I'm designated. <laughs> I'm I've, designated been, I've been designated. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right. All right so uh, this this one this one comes from uh, actually I don't have a name here. So it's anonymous. Oh, wonderful. Short synopsis. My friend has a crush on a guy. She asked him out. He said no. Turns out he has same sex attraction. Oh, he came he out has and the same sex relationship. He has it. Got, like, a he caught bit. it. <laughs> he came out and entered a same sex relationship. Cherry on top. My friend and this guy live in the same house. Oh. Yeah. What's the question? I know. So this is move out. Um, my female friend is 36 years old. She lives with a family of three. She has a whole suite on the top floor. The parents sleep downstairs right across the hall from her suite is the bedroom of their 25 year old son. Okay. Wait a minute. So the 25 year old son is the gay guy. 
Yeah, I guess so. And she's 36 and she was asking yeah. him out? Ooh. Ooh. What an age difference there. Good for her. No. My my friend has grown incredibly close to the family, especially the son, over the last two years. I bet. She began to develop feelings for him. I bet. And she told him how she feels. He turned her down and revealed to her that he has same-sex attraction. They Ooh. continued being friends and still spend a ton of time together. Months later, he came out on social media and revealed he is in a same-sex relationship. Now my friend struggles to get over him and is tormented by hearing him in the other room on FaceTime with his boyfriend. I recommended <laughs> she spend way less time with him and consider moving out if it's too much. She won't consider moving out because she lives there rent-free. She says she doesn't want to lose him as a friend because he's such a good guy. She also doesn't want him to think she's distancing himself be herself because of his same-sex relationship. What does the good doctor recommend for a situation like this <laughs> to be honest i'm gonna have to google a few things you know when the doctor you go to the doctor and you're like i don't know what this is and they kind of turn to the computer and you can see him like look it up real fast it's like that's kind of where I feel i've like never had that happen this is well so i've had a, a various diseases and illnesses that have sure. uh, baffled the top the top doctors um i uh this is first a first all, this is a first for me in yeah, all of definitely. my years of medicine, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> I'm going to Google something real quick. Because She's 36? And living there rent-free. There's nothing wrong then... with being 36 and, and getting a room rent-free. There's also nothing wrong with being 36 and falling in love with your roommate. There's also nothing wrong with being 36 and, and developing feelings for a 25-year-old. There's also nothing wrong with being 36 and developing attractions towards a gay man. It's just all these happening at the same time. It's just such a cocktail of of uh, things that I've never heard about before. What are you looking up? Okay, so I'm looking up um, impediments to marriage because I okay. think I think uh -huh. your your friend is fine because mm -hmm. um, she. Oh my gosh! Hold on. Impediments to marriage. Is there a list of impediments to marriage? Oh, specific impediments. Um, yeah, uh, there's an age impediment. Uh, there's an anti-professional. Okay, yeah. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. This is the worst podcasting. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Oh, consanguinity. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. The impediment of public propriety arises when a couple live together after an invalid marriage. No, this is never mind. That's not correct. Um, a marriage is invalid between those related by consanguinity in all degrees, whether ascending or descending, four degrees, uh, and then. Can I you say? Can you say what you're trying to say without just reading it from the website, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. <laughs> I want to. I want to make sure that I'm correct on this. It Fine, doesn't matter mind. if you're correct. This is a comedy podcast. That's a good point. Ed and JD correct me on this, but I'm pretty sure there's an impediment to marriage if you're a brother and a sister. Obviously, brothers and sisters can't get married. That's an right. impediment to marriage. If you cohabitate uh -huh. together yeah. in like a household, uh -huh. like you're adopted or something, sure, that is also an impediment to marriage. Mm. If I you think, live together like brother and sister, but I think so, this is different because she's renting a room from a family. You know, it's mm, not like I don't know. What do you know. mean? What do you mean? I you think don't you know? couldn't get she married even if you tried. I. So you're telling. So you're telling me. Yeah. That if I'm I'm uh, I'm me, right? Let's let's yeah. take the age thing out of the question. I'm me, and I need somewhere to live. Yeah. And I find this Catholic family, and they're like, "Hey, we have an extra room. We've got you know five kids. 
there's a there's a four year old, a ten year old, a fifteen year old, a nineteen year old, and a twenty five year old. Right? They've they've really spaced them out. I was just guessing. Yeah, they they and, they yeah. And the twenty five year old lives far away. We don't we, we don't ever see her. But you can stay with us. And so I move in. I lived there for six months. Okay. Daughter comes back, the 25-year-old. Oh, I'm back from Spain. I need somewhere to live. She lives there for a month. We fall in love. You're saying I can't get married because I live there like a sibling. Yep. You're insane. No. <laughs> That's not the situation. <laughs> I, but I think the situation it, is I think the, living the situation there for years. No, I think this situation is more similar to what I just described than the situation of them being like brother and sister. No, they they have she, they've been living together for two years. Okay. She's like, I've grown incredibly close to the family, especially their son. This is like, this is like developing. She's like become a part of the family. Right. You understand what I mean? She just it's wants not to like marry she's part of the it's family. Not like, she's also not renting. She's living there rent she's free. She's living there rent free. Yeah. So there is. So, but here's the thing. This is why you're the nurse and I'm the doctor. This is not what she needs right now. She doesn't no. need reasons why she can't marry Don't this worry. gay you guy. You couldn't marry him even if he yeah, wasn't. No, even if he was straight and liked you uh you'd be illegal yeah it's too bad now Um, you can get that stuff dispensed who cares why then why did you bring it up because it was funny it made you (laughs) upset that's why oh i am upset here's what i think here's my official after uh, some some consulting with my so-called peers um here's what (laughs) i think (laughs) i think she doesn't want to move out which makes sense because she has developed feelings for this family. Like she kind of feels like it's home for her. And I don't know what else is going on in her life, but if we take a step back for a second and see, okay, this is a woman who's 36 years old. She's 10 years older than me. Okay. Yeah. I'm 26. So 10 years older than me. And she feels like she can't leave because she feels a part of this family. Yeah. I think there's something else going on other than the fact that she likes the gay guy because I mean, it feels like there's some type of hesitancy to leave. Maybe it's because she just feels secure and she's worried that if she leaves and has to go and figure it out on her own, then she won't be secure. I don't think it has to do with the money. I think it's like you're 36 years old. You're living with a family you aren't Rents starting a, a family lot. of your own. I mean, it it can be really scary to leave that and then face the reality that like, okay, if I want that, that I just left, I have to go create it for myself, which means I have to find someone, marry them and have kids. And I'm 36. Yeah. You know, like hard. my window, my window is just shorter. And so that's just, that's just really, I think there's just a lot of yeah, emotional, uh, maybe not trauma, but like emotional, hangups yeah hangups is a really good one emotional hangups to like leave that situation specifically and so i think as the friend you have to kind of approach this and recognize like okay this isn't really about the money this isn't really about the gay guy this is about my friend who's an adult who is scared who's like afraid you know like and that's what this is really about and is feeling yeah she's feeling rejected and like it's hard for her um but I think it's more so about what the gay guy represents than about the gay guy himself. What if the real gay guy is the <laughs> friend that we made along the way? Because <laughs> him rejecting her is is not just um, 
it's not just about her not it's 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 not just him rejecting her for another guy and like the mm -hmm. feelings that that would arise it's the family that she's gotten super close with she tried to make that bond even stronger and part of it was broken you know like she was really yeah. she really felt secure and safe there because she's lived there for two years and she was trying to find this guy it's like okay i could be safe forever if this guy would just like marry me and i could just become a real part of the family then like yeah then i could just i could just be here and i wouldn't have to leave it's like and now that option has been like permanently taken off the table because mm -hmm. the guy is just gay and so yeah i don't i think i think the best thing for her is for her to move out and to like start her Start own life knocking knocking on doors like the solar panel salesman hey do right. you want to do you have any people that can marry me yeah it's uh, i think she's got to get out of there do you have a later. goat you yeah. could dance in the paris square in front of a in front of the cathedral of notre dame do you have a gypsy man that you can have claim her as she's about to be executed in the square. We are still, we are referencing the Hunchback of Notre Dame, patreon.com slash the crunch. Listen to the bonus podcast. Um, but I think it's the friend, as the person who wrote this in, can, can she move in with you? Is that something that she can do? Yeah. You know, can you offer a free room for six months, three months in your house to like Maybe. kind of help extricate her from the situation? You're like SEAL Team Six right now. Like you are the special forces that's you gotta a, get in there and you gotta kill Bin Laden. <laughs> kill Bin Laden. I mean, you gotta get your friend out of that house. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't kill anybody. But you do gotta yeah. get into the compound, extract At the target, night. and and then and then leave with no burials, no burials at sea, uh, no. Yeah, don't don't do any of that. Um, I ever tell you that after the day after Osama Bin Laden was killed, my AP U.S. history teacher got a bullhorn and an American flag and ran around the halls of the school saying America has won. America has won over and over again. It's a great day to be American. Um, That's funny. And then years later, so like I had him for class again, like three years later after that. Yeah. And we were talking about it. And he goes, I admit I might have gone a little overboard that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really funny. Anyway, no, don't apologize. You got to post through it. Yeah. Right. got to keep posting. So I don't know. Do, what do you think? Is there anything else there? I mean, I think that's just that's just it. really hard. Like yeah, that that's just. It. I think she's just scared, and she just needs a friend. Is probably yeah. the best thing you can do here. Ugh. That's all I can do. Man. Oh, sorry. Jeez, it's early. You're making Patrick cry. That yawning is what I'm doing. All right. Well, this has been our show. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. That's the, the best thing that you can do to help us out is to drop a review. We've already mentioned the Patreon and the Discord, but leave us a review, five stars, um, boost us in those ratings. That yeah. would be absolutely huge. Um, this summer is going to be the Pod Girl Summer. We're going to have a great – it's going to be full of content. It's going to be full of goofs and gaffs, and uh, I'm moving in a month. My closing date got moved back again, which is really frustrating. I was going to move on the 2nd, but now I'm moving on the 9th. And if they move All back right. again, we've reached the point where my rate lock expires. So I hope that they do oh. not move it anymore because then it starts costing me extra money. Wait, can uh, they do that? Who's they? Can they move your move-in date and then cost you more money? So what would happen would be um, 
the bank kind of told me there's like a week of wiggle room if you have to yeah. go past the rate lock date. Um, but there is, there could be a small fee, but then if we have to, if it's way past it, like weeks past it, then I have to re go through the whole process again. And it's just, just will cost oh, me more. Um, so there's like, there's like an additional fee on top of it. So anyway, so the, yes, the builder can delay it and there's nothing, there's really nothing I can do except pray to our Lord in heaven that it doesn't Jeez. happen. Um, wow. Home buying, everyone says that home buying is stressful, but you don't realize that it is until you do it. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So anyway, uh, also share the episode with with your friends. Yes. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can always, yeah. word of mouth is the greatest. If you think that the episode title Quantum Mononucleosis is funny. <laughs> that is a good title. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. then you should... Uh... <laughs> You should share the podcast with your with your friends. I was thinking about making it. Sheldon said, "What on the Big Bang Theory?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. That was going to be my title. No, you no. got to you got to do quantum mononucleosis. Quantum mononucleosis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. And then the first thing that they hear about is Epstein on the pod. It's gonna be great. Um, yep. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? My invoices may be outstanding but at least I'm outstanding. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we will see you all next week. Good episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.